Hello, I'm Matthias Carnero, host of the Controller Disconnected podcast. It's a little show I make by myself where I talk about whatever games I've been playing recently and other subjects related to games as well. Sometimes I even do movie reviews just to shake things up. If you enjoy listening to my weird accent, episodes are released every week wherever podcasts are sold. Well, actually, podcasts are free, but you know what I mean. Everybody, you guys ready to get started? Let's let's do this, man. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. Let me pull up my notes. Mm. That wasn't quite prepared. I I had to move like one thing. Oh, a thing? God damn it! I ruined, ruined. The whole show is ruined. I am sorry. We just stumbled out the fucking gate, Dan. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am one of your hosts, Danny K. With me, as always, now new and approved, Mr. Green Elite. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Danny? I am doing well. Also, I don't know why I said you're new and improved. You're always been perfect. Well, I mean, I'm doing like so much shit around my like desk and like making my whole stream station look pretty. Yeah. And like I'm just waiting for everything else to come in and then I'll be like perfectly set. Yeah. Dude, I actually so I should actually be saying I'm new and improved because I got a new XLR cable, so no more like hitting the cable and like losing audio entirely. But I also kind of rearranged my desk a little bit, so everything is kind of out of the way. And the XLR cable I got is longer, so I was able to run it up and around my my uh, stand and everything like that. Anyways, I'm I'm rambling. I have we have another co-host who has been uh, patiently waiting for his introduction. Thank you, Revsven Padre. How you doing, wow. Revsven? Dude, I'm doing really well. I've been having a great day, and now I get to spend my evening with you. And, and I guess him too, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we get into the meat of the show, because we do have things to talk about instead of just being goofballs, um, we are still sponsoring SWA Motorsports Racer Dead Shattered Zero as he hits the track in the Outsider Racing League. Watch him rep the NTN logo every Saturday night at 9 p.m. CSN. T on the SYM that's Sim TV YouTube channel. Links are in the description of this episode. And uh, just a quick note for that this week, he has a new one off car and it'll be racing on his home track, the Iowa Speedway. So he better, he better make me and Green proud. Represent <laughs> this week, <laughs> and I love the car. The car design is fantastic. Oh, it's so good, guys! Go check him out at Dead Shattern Zero. Uh, no, it's just Dead Shattern. I'm sorry, at Dead Shattern. That's D E A D C H A D O N on Twitter, where you can see the uh, beautiful image of his fucking car. It looks great with a little NTN logo on the back uh, on the back part of the fender. There, it looks great. Um, anything else we have to get out of the way for uh, the show? Otherwise, uh, no, anything? No, no, I think we're good. Otherwise, uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you guys appreciate what we do here. If you like what we do here, follow us here on Twitch, all of our individual Twitch channels. You can also find us on Twitter. And if you really like what we do, maybe tell a friend. 
We appreciate that more than anything else. Um, we have some things to talk about. Green, do you want to get right into yeah. this? Oh, absolutely. We're going to talk about Spellbreak. Yeah, Spellbreak. So, yeah. real quick, I didn't put this in my notes, but I, I do, you know, I have big brain. I remembered this. Yeah, let's give a shout out to shout our... Shout out? Yeah, let's do a shout out to our friend Tommy Biggs, Biggles, who actually gave both me and Green uh, keys to the game. Um, now it sounds stupid because I've been calling him Big L's this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was supposed to go with Bigglesworth because I call him Bigglesworth, mm-hmm. but that has been taken multiple times, multiple ways. So, ah, uh, so he will forever be Biggles in my heart. Yes. So, uh, shout out to Biggles. Uh, he's also on an affiliate push right now. So, guys, make sure um, when you go to Twitch, you go uh, give him a follow and catch some of his streams. He does. Um, he does some awesome work over there. He was very kind to us. He's also a great friend of the show. Um, so yeah, let's get into Spellbreak. Um, I'll I'll just kind of start us out here with Spellbreak. It is a fantasy third-person shooter battle royale currently in its beta builds. It's so far available on Windows in the Epic Games Store and on PS4. It is set for a full release December of this year is what I saw. If that is, you know, 100% accurate you know seem you know remains to be uh seen because you know covid um some minimum specs for people who might be interested 64 bit windows operating system it said either 7 8 or 10 um intel core i3 2.4 gigahertz or equivalent processor uh 4 gigs of ram it also suggests an nvidia geforce gtx 640 or radian r7 or equivalent or higher graphics card um potato potato yeah it's not it's not a very intensive game um i did find when streaming it uh even at low settings um i I would dip below 60 frames but you know between 50 and 60 frames is plenty and that's under and that's under an additional load not just under game it ran perfectly fine and nice and smooth um at, at ultra settings not streaming um but when i was streaming i noticed some some dips but that's not again streaming um the the game follows the basic standard battle royale formula uh you drop in you loot and you try to survive until you're the last person or team standing uh the game currently offers solos and squads duos they're currently working on it's locked um out right now which i thought was kind of weird i don't know if they're just if they alternate between squads and duos uh in terms of the game but yeah so right now duos aren't available but uh squads are as well solo um i'm gonna hand the rest of this or at least talking about the actual combat to you mr green elite yeah, so the combat is pretty interesting because, it, it, as as you said earlier, it is third person. Um, I'm not really used to like the whole third person aspect. I don't play a lot of Fortnite, and I know that's third person. Um, the the interesting thing is there's no guns. Like it, you're finding gauntlets to put on, and then like you have your belts, which are your armor. I don't understand how belts are armor. I don't get it, but I mean it works. Um, 
And there's no like specific different belts or anything like that. There's uh, you can also pick up amulets that increase like your magic, uh, like your mana. They call it mana. Um, you have like a certain amount that you can use, and then it has to replenish, uh, which is is pretty quick, anyways. Um, but you have a uh, different classes that you can select um, right off the bat for your main arm. Um, uh, there's lightning, wind. Fire, rock, frost, and toxic, right? Or did I say toxic card? No, nope, that's correct. Yeah, I think you said. Okay. Yeah, six, six total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you get your main, the main gauntlet. Um, you use that. You can upgrade it uh, to a higher tier because everything is on a tier system, like every other battle royale. Uh, but you also have your second hand, which you can put another different type you have to find in the in the actual map and in game. Um, everything like kind of works together too. So like if you have frost and uh, you pick up a toxic glove, you can you know uh, freeze the toxic puddle that you make. Um, electricity uh, works with stuff as well. I know, I know electricity and toxic works because and if you make a puddle of toxic you you can electrify it and then it will shock anyone who steps in it. Um, there is no fall damage too, which is pretty cool. Um, and then you can also pick up what they're called runes, and that is like your more like pat not necessarily passive ability, but it's like a mainly maneuverability. Uh, there's like a one where it turns you invisible. One that's like purely flight. You fly uh, a certain amount of time, and then you drop back down, and then it restarts. Uh, there's one that's called Chrono Master, where you like uh, start at a spot, you move, and then after a while, depending on how high the rune is and in rarity, it'll send you back, and then to that spot that you started at. So. Um, tinkering with those different setups is probably going to be your biggest thing. Um, one of the biggest things I have to tell people is it can be extremely difficult. Uh, especially when you first start out, you have people who've been playing since alpha and like, holy shit, they're, they're, they're fucking good. Like I, I get my shit stomped quite quickly and quite frequently. And then, oh, yeah. Oh Yeah. Uh, one one pet peeve I have is that the uh, rune uh, ability uh, automatically gets keybind to shift. So if you're like me and play a lot of first person shooters, um, usually shift is your your run. Uh, I end up hitting that button all the time and accidentally using my rune ability when I'm trying to you know run away from something. So. Th- that's what bugs me the most. Um, other than it being third person, I don't really care for third person games much. But that's always a personal preference. Um, coolest thing I found out uh, is that Frost, you can shoot your Frost thing, and actually your you and your team can skate on that ice. And that is, like, huge for maneuverability, especially at the beginning of the game. Um... And it's so fun just to skate around and like eat away from people. 
that are like attacking you on that frost and then eventually it like turns into a water puddle and you can't skate on it anymore so i mean i i think it's a fun game the combat's pretty cool yeah it's interesting and it does a lot uh in terms of combat it's really fresh um i can't think of too many other games that really do uh elemental combos like that where you know when you do electric with this this thing happens and kind of playing that um super you that that game of of what will happen or what happens if you know that's super interesting and then also the accidental mixing of magic in a fight when like your opponent has fire and you accidentally you know create a toxic flame um yeah and stuff like that is always that's really interesting it makes every encounter a little bit different i think there's going to be for sure like a meta of oh yeah stone is you know stone's the way to go like stone yeah Wait, and I think I, I'm actually saying that because I think stone might actually be probably the most <laughs> meta uh, because it just once you get that timing down uh, for stone and understand how like the stone work the how like the, the powers and the stone gauntlet work um, you realize it does a shit ton of damage for like one hit <laughs> so um, yeah uh, like I think what was cool was uh, if you use a fire and a wind and like the uh, special gauntlet ability for wind is making a tornado if you blast that with fire it will make like a fire tornado and it's like one of those fantastic C list movies from like sci-fi channel like fire tornado meets shark tornado shark I believe yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I believe the scientific term is a Sharknado. Sharknado. Sharknado 5. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think combat is super fresh. I like I like quite a bit of what they do here. Um, I don't have, like, perfect thoughts on the game. Um, kind of get towards our final thoughts. Mm -hmm. You want me to kind of talk about what I have for some final thoughts here, or do you want to? Yeah. Um, I've said my piece. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah, no, it, it, it is fun and it's interesting and it's more unique than other battle rails definitely in the market right now. Uh, the game isn't bad by any means. So don't take these criticisms or critiques at all as if I'm saying the game is bad because I'm not. Um, this is just me being candid. I'm kind of in the same boat as you uh, when it comes to third person games. I'm not a fan of that point of view. Um, I wasn't a fan of it in Fortnite. I don't like playing PUBG that way. Um, there's just a lot of games, even like action role-playing games. I'm not a huge fan of third-person games. I'd rather have a top-down view for something like uh, MMO or uh, like an RTS or something like that. I'd rather have like a top-down view or I'd rather be in first-person. Um, just third-person. I don't know what it is about that angle. I don't really care for it that much. Um, and especially because uh, the game is super chaotic. So having... Uh, so having like that much just on the screen and like trying to maintain like your verticality and stuff like that gets really difficult in third person. Um, 
the at least for me that that's just me uh the movement i will say there's sometimes i noticed it felt a little off and a little floaty which sounds weird because there is like a lot of flying and stuff like that but i'm talking kind of like in like when you're on the ground and stuff like that stuff like that it felt like there'd be times where um where maybe like i just ran for like a little bit too long when i actually stopped putting the input in um stuff like that uh even for a game that has a lot of air um that's very aerial and vertic uh has a lot of verticality i'd rather have a little bit more fine tune and that could be down to you know all things being fair and consider it, it could just be down to my hardware or it could be down to my connection my internet connection at the time those are uh, options as well um i could also see this i'm kind of curious maybe if i would enjoy the combat even just that a little bit more um because i am on keyboard and mouse maybe with a controller uh one of the big things i found like i struggled with is so by default your primary fire is your left click and then your secondary fire is your right click um and so having those mapped and having to do you know a one two one two one two felt a little awkward so i almost wonder if having like a controller where you could um you know have your triggers or your bumpers i wonder if that would almost make that feel better you guys know what i mean um yeah did you did you struggle with that at all doing like the one two one two um not really uh i'm like i'm used to like uh specifically like modern warfare where like akimbo guns mm -hmm. it's it's one two, you know left and right yeah uh, so, you know, I was used to, I, like, I don't primarily, like, hit both at the same, you know, alternately. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, like, I, I was set to where, okay, I want to use wind right now and mm -hmm. then try to follow it up, you know, a few shots after with my, my main one. Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah, because I was kind of thinking it was another, another part of it was, um, you know, because, like, trying to do combos. So, you know, I would usually... I found that I really enjoyed the uh, Tempest or like the air uh, gauntlet as my base and then alternating with um, either the toxic or the fire. And so trying to uh, remember or trying to combo quickly uh, was was kind of just an issue with that. Again, I don't know. I mean, controller might make that better. Um, so if you have a controller and you struggle with something like that in the game, that might make the experience a little bit better. Just a thought. Um, overall, I think it has a lot of interesting concepts built into it. And the elemental aspect of the game is a very nice twist to Battle Royale. Uh, but there isn't like a ton more here that really makes the game separate from Battle Royales, in my opinion um it just kind of relies on the formula of battle royales there's nothing that makes it different in that aspect combat makes it different but in terms of actual gameplay loop it's just like every other battle royale um so that it would be kind of nice and interesting to see if they can change up the formula in any way um because right now it, it it just feels like every other battle royale in terms of the actual gameplay loop so that's something I hope to see change in the future. Maybe, you know, see, you know, the, the modern warfare has their contracts system. Maybe do something like yeah. that. It would be kind of cool if, um, just like going, thinking into like my, my D and D days, you know, maybe you have to cast a ritual 
you have to go you have your team has to go somewhere have to cast a ritual and that gives you you either buffs or you have to or it gives you like uh you know it opens up a new room or something like that something like that would be cool um i don't know just a thought a random thought that i just had uh other than that i don't think i have much else to to mention on spellbreak right now yeah, no, I think uh, I'm, that's pretty much all out on the table. Yeah. Uh, Rev, Padre, thoughts, questions, opinions, anything you want to share? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know much about the game other than uh, I've seen uh, a couple of friends play it, and it does seem like it would be a fun game to play. I just never really got around to trying it. Um, I don't typically play a lot of VR-style games or even shooters mm-hmm. as a whole, but... Uh, but with that one having kind of like the magic aspect to it, it's something I would definitely check out. I just haven't, uh, I haven't gone as in depth. Gotcha. Awesome. Um, I can't think of anything else. What's up. I think it's the closest we'll get to Harry Potter without actually having like until Harry Potter actually comes out with a game. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, we'll move on to the other game we've played this week, or at least Padre has played this week. Uh, someday you'll I return. played it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I uh, I picked up, I, I managed to get my hands on a key for a game called Someday You'll Return. Uh, it is a first-person survival horror, psychological horror, claustrophobic nightmare. Um where you play this man whose daughter has gone missing. Apparently she's a serial runaway. And uh, she went uh, she went missing in the woods of the Czech Republic. Um, now, you start out, you know, you're actually on the screen right now seeing the prologue where you're actually playing as the daughter. Um, it took me way longer than it should have just to get through this prologue because I was terrified that something was going to jump out at me. So I was like monitoring every aspect of turning and everything. Nothing happened. I was like, great. So, um, <laughs> so what ended up happening was I got out into the woods and I'm looking for my daughter. And this is, uh, so this is like my favorite part of the whole game. The, you actually have to navigate this thing as if you were actually out there. You do get your phone with GPS, but if you hit dead spots, you can't access your GPS. And you actually have to watch trail markers uh, as if you're actually out hiking in these woods, which was actually pretty cool. As, as somebody who loves going hiking, it was a really cool little aspect of the game until you got down into the area where you're seeing in this prologue and everything became super claustrophobic and tense. I couldn't finish it on. I, I couldn't keep going on stream because I was just like a nervous wreck about it. I don't horror games like kind of get to me sometimes, but for some reason, the claustrophobic element of this, I, I had to call it quits. Um, I ended up revisiting it later on and kind of continuing through. I, I didn't finish it and I don't know that I ever will, but the probably the easiest way that I could sum up how this game feels is it's as if silent Hill took place in the woods and the mountains. Um, there are all these kind of like weird creatures and beings and stuff that are out here with you. Of course, there's the psychological element of it that a lot of games have now, a lot of horror games have nowadays where it ends up turning out that, you know, Oh, this person was just crazy the whole time kind of thing. Um, I won't reveal who, but there, there were a few things that I actually had, a. Uh, I did have some complaints on it. Apparently I wasn't the only one because I kind of went in and did some digging on some other uh, some other reviews and such on it after. And it seemed like a, a lot of people felt the same way I did. And 
there were a lot of the puzzles and stuff like that that felt just entirely unnecessary and kind of felt like they were just put there to extend the game because they weren't very difficult and all they were were just time consuming so like the game has a total runtime of about 15 hours um that being said if it's something you're even interested in picking up wait till it's on sale because it's like 35 dollars out the door or uh, out the gate and i'm not really into that but aside from that the artwork is fantastic the way they set up the scares in it and the tension and everything was absolutely outstanding um there were my biggest complaints were just the fact that some parts took a little bit too long um and if that's really the biggest complaint i have that's a that's pretty good now it does it takes up about 13 gigs of space on your hard drive it's it's kind of a chunky little indie game uh it it they recommend that you have a, an Intel i7 or higher, uh, an eight uh, eight gigs of RAM, not just four like most games that I play, and an NVIDIA 1060 or better, uh, which I could understand. The graphics on it are actually really good. Uh, it was released by CBE Software, and it was just released back on the 5th. So I I got my hands on it on, uh, on launch day, and it was, it was good. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 61, and... Personal opinion, um, even with the few problems I did run into, I would I would probably give it a little bit higher than that. I don't think 61 is being fair. I think Metacritic might be uh, comparing it to some bigger titles, and that's just not really a fair uh, um, comparison to make. But all in all, it was actually a really fun game. Uh, once I finally got past the whole, you know, I got to get through this claustrophobic part and move forward. Once I got past that, it actually it became a pretty enjoyable game, even though I didn't here let me mic check one two one two oh it looks like we're back looks like we're back okay all right so you were talking about um someday you'll return mm -hmm. uh and kennedy go back a couple steps from where we think we lost everyone okay so i think uh about where i i lost i was talking about uh, it was right after i was talking about the the specs that they that they require for this game or the, re the recommended one rather not really the required um and I, I did mention that metacritic gave it a 61 which i didn't think was entirely fair i think that's a little low um it is it, i th in personal opinion it was a pretty good game after i was able to get past the whole claustrophobic uh, aspect of it um but yeah it uh, aside from those those little issues with like the just kind of lengthy time consuming puzzles is a great game but once again i would recommend until uh to wait till it's on sale just because of the fact that it is 35 dollars for about 15 hours of gameplay and it didn't feel as though it felt really linear as if there's not like um and when i say linear i mean story-wise like it didn't feel like there would be branched out story uh endings to go anywhere um but it was yeah no it was it was really good i i enjoyed it but uh but that's really all i really had to say on it 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 was a good game, a little overpricey. Some aspects of it could have been shortened down a little bit. Aside from that, pretty good game. Cool. Um, in terms, so it is a horror game, you said, and it's very claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's more uh, psychological horror? Is it more, um, does it kind of get into the jump scares, kind of the physical slapstick kind of horror? Um, it does have some, it does have some jump scares in it, but they're not like unwarranted jump scares you know uh they're they're not like 
excessive in a sense that they're there just for the sake of getting a cheap scare out of people. A lot of it is that kind of, as as I always describe my favorite kind of horror games, the ones that when you're done playing it, you don't really think much of it after until it's time to start turning off the lights to get ready to go to bed. Then you start turning the lights off and leaving the room a little bit faster than you did, than you normally would. Um, I would highly recommend that our friend Green play it. Uh, I think he would love it. Um, no! <laughs> No. <laughs> the indignation in his voice. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, but aside from that, it yeah, it was uh, it it, it blended it well. It blended the, the jump know. scares with the storyline real well. <laughs> but there was some real trippy crap in the woods, man. I will tell you right now, if I uh, after playing it, if I were to ever go hiking and it were to start to get dark, I would probably just give up on life at that point and just lay down and die because I I don't know that I would be able to handle all of the just stress that that game probably has locked away in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks gorgeous. It, when I was looking at it, it looks like it's a uh, built in unity or I'm not, I'm sorry, not unity. Um, unreal engine. It, yes, I mean, it, it fucking looks gorgeous. Very moody. Yes. It, and it's, it's good. That's what I'm saying. Like even the, like for being a, an indie game, it went under the radar. Like it, I, I got an email about it from, uh, from a developer and they were like, Hey, would you like a key? I'm like, I don't even, I've never heard of this. And so I looked at it and I was like, yes, yes, I would. Yeah. hundred percent. I would. <laughs> and, and then afterwards I'm like, I, I regret every decision that led me up to this point because <laughs> it was, I, I've, I've never had it. Like I've never had a game make me physically just have to give up and turn it off because of just how the anxiety of the claustrophobic the the claustrophobic atmosphere made me feel i it, it's insane man it was crazy but it definitely definitely lives up to uh to some high standards on on graphics and indie games nice no <laughs> <laughs> so green any thoughts questions opinions that you want to share on this game no <laughs> You ain't got any. Come, you know you want to play it. Uh, no, <laughs> I was saying it all day. No, the I game. need that as a sound clip now. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 the he knowed so loud that his camera went out of focus. Yeah, it's like, like it read damn. the reverb of the of the sound waves of the no. Resounding no. That's not happening. Not this time. That that's like I have I have some very simple fears, and that is claustrophobia, uh heights and falling. Okay, and then mix that in with jump scares, no. Pass. Yeah, I will say though, I, I was really impressed with the uh, with the actual like kind of survivability mechanics of it, of of like your typical like trail markings and stuff like that because you find signs that tell you exactly how long trails are what they're marked by and all of this stuff and you actually have to go out and you know like your gps will kind of tell you where you need to go and which trail you need to follow but then your gps will lose signal and you have to follow the trail markers it was i was actually really impressed with that aspect i think I think exploration style games could probably benefit from it because there were no like uh there were no like heads up display markers that tell you you need to go here you know like just follow this dot for however many meters and you'll be where you need to go 
it was just, it was really impressive to have to actually follow trail markers and backtrack through those same trail markers. Loved it. Yeah. It looks really good. Um, you said it's a 15 hour experience almost. Yeah, it's about it, it. It's about 15 hours. Um, it took me whatever. Like I, I didn't like I said, I didn't finish it. And I don't know how close I was to the end, but I got a solid eight in before I before I ended up just calling it quits. And uh, it, I might go back and finish it because it's if I'm that close, I might as well. But I typically fall a little bit behind the average gameplay time um, because one, I die a lot. Uh, I'm horrible. And there's a lot of stealth in this game where you actually have to kind of because you don't have weapons. You have to sneak around things in in these woods that can one shot you. Um, so I don't know if I was even like at the typical eight hour mark or if it was just eight hours for me. But I mean, 15 hours is is a pretty short experience for that amount of money, in my opinion. Yeah, gotcha. I can't think of any other questions I have about this green. I, I can no. get you a copy of it, Green. No, thank you. Oh, come on, Green. Hard, hard no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm needing, I'm literally needing my, my hand, my wrist rest right now. Like, just thinking about playing another horror game. Oh, man. It's not happening. <sighs> we'll so... make him do it. <laughs> No, I won't. I won't Look, my bank account's I'm not recover. doing it this time. My bank account has uh, has to recover a little bit before I can even offer him money. Um, right. <laughs> there's no amount of money, especially when there's claustrophobia involved. Like, yeah, there's no amount of money for that. Like the first place you go after you arrive in the woods, uh, when you follow the trail markers, the first place you go is into like an un uh, underground bunker, the same one you saw in the the prologue but the whole thing is nothing but just i mean shoulder to shoulder wall and you're like walking slow and things are crumbled around you oh my god it's bad <laughs> you know what i feel uh, you know what i had to say about that eat ass I'm not doing it breakfast lunch and dinner buddy yeah no no i will say though um you know on the flip side of the whole thing with it being a uh a relatively expensive game uh, i will break off into just a short tangent about an actual free-to-play horror game that i got into uh that i was actually playing earlier today and this is something i would recommend to anybody that just likes a good kind of cheap jump scare uh pickup it's called dark deception it's essentially just horror movie pac-man like first person pac-man with scary monkeys chasing you that look like they're something from five nights at freddy's it, it's a lot of fun it's so it's it's free and then it's you can run it on a potato highly recommend nice yeah for if you I don't want to drop the 35 dollars yeah i was playing uh, apex earlier today and i like like i look over because i had the on my second monitor and all of a sudden a fucking monkey came on my screen and i <laughs> <laughs> did it scare you green it, it scared the piss out of me <laughs> imagine how i felt <laughs> damn monkeys well, so you just mentioned uh, Apex, which we'll we'll do this here and then we'll we'll take a break. But uh, Apex had a big update today. 
Green, yeah. why don't you tell us about this uh, big old update? Yeah, eight and a half gigs. Um, so season five started today at uh, noon uh, central time, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, 10, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, they introduced Standard. new legend. Yeah, yeah, Pacific Standard time. Yeah. They introduced a new legend named Loba. Um, they actually hinted in her um, last season, at the beginning of the season, with uh, uh, Revenant during the, the trailer that the little girl turns into Loba uh, in that in that video. If you haven't seen that video, I highly recommend going to YouTube, looking it up, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, Revenant, and then the Loba one. You'll you'll get the gist. You'll you'll figure it out. Uh she's pretty interesting. They've made some uh, adjustments to the map as well. Kings Canyon is back officially for, at least for 2 weeks. Um and they've changed the map. They've done some um different areas are now no longer there. There are different things. Um um They've made some, yeah. Uh, the the Ma- mastiff is now swapped with the P- uh, peacekeeper. So the mastiff you can pick up anywhere in the map. They've uh, increased the ammo size to six in the magazine. Um, they've nerfed it a little bit from when you get it from a regular, uh, like a care package drop. And the peacekeeper is now a gold weapon. Um, that one I know they've considerably buffed the PK too. So you can't just find it. Uh, there has been a few issues, like server-side, uh, as well as uh, some download issues. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're having any issues when you first join in, like when, you, when you're starting to you see like things are like blacked out and stuff, re-verify your game files, because um, two people that I'm playing with today, they re-verified their game files after doing the download, and they were missing like 14 gigs of the game. So, I mean, there's some been, been some issues with this update. Um, yeah, the servers seem to be a little bit more laggy, but I'm sure a lot of people are playing it right now, too. Um, so I, I'm expecting another patch soon. I would say within, like, the next week or two, just to fix those bugs. But uh, all in all, it's been pretty interesting. Like, I, I've been having fun with it, too. Loba is super fun to play. Um, she has, like, this uh, wrist, like, a uh, uh, band. That she like throws and then she teleports to wherever it goes to um and then like she, her ult uh she sets down her staff and anything in that vicinity um you can actually pick up from that um the staff instead of actually trying to find it in that area so like if you find a spitfire or something and you want to pick it up uh with that staff you can you know actually take it from where it was sitting to that staff and, and to you so you could potentially steal it for someone who's just about to pick it up. So it's been pretty so interesting. So it's basically like a loot magnet. Yes, essentially like a loot magnet. It's called like Black Market. So she sets down the staff. Like let's say you're uh, at at Market, the location on Kings Canyon. Um, and you set that thing down. Anything in the ring radius of that staff will be shown in like a menu. And essentially, you can just you can pull out two items from that menu, and then you're done. Um, I, I know 
enemy teams can use it as well. So after you're done using it, like your whole team's done using it, you want to take it away. Like uh, you can collapse it by pressing H, I think, on keyboard. I don't know what the key is for controller players or console players, but yeah. Uh, so like if you have something on the, the far end of the market or wherever you're at when you place that, um, it'll come up on the menu. You select it, it goes to you. That item is no longer where it was in the map. So anything laying down that's not being used by someone. Nice. Um, then did we talk about her alt? That is her alt. Uh, okay, that is her alt. Okay. Yep, the black market. Yep, and then her her uh, Q is the uh, the wristband that she can throw and teleport to. Okay. Um, oh, she does have a passive. Yeah. Uh, that she can see like high tier loot through walls and stuff like that, and and in supply bins, anything that's purple or higher, they can see through uh, and see as long as they haven't been touched. Yeah. So like if someone has one on their body, it doesn't show up. But like if you're just landed, you can see through the walls. If there's something purple, you can go grab it. Mm-hmm. See it right through there. Yeah, and then there's also been changes to Kings Canyon as a map, right? Yes, Skull Town is gone. You're you're broken. My baby. Your heart broken. My baby. I love that location, and that now it's like a, it's like broken into like the the ocean or whatever, and there's like some buildings around it. Um, I mean, which is pretty pretty fun to land at. A lot of people land there now. It's like a hot spot. So. Uh, yeah, a few things have a few things have changed, but it's not drastic. That's the most drastic part is the skull town's gone. Um, what else? Um, there's been some buffs and nerfs as well. Yeah, um, and we could probably get into like those buffs and nerfs next week, um, uh, because our yeah. guest. Mm-hmm. Um, should we say who our guest is next week or? doesn't matter to me um we have viva pinata coming on as our guest next week and uh he is a massive uh fan of apex legends he actually asked so so is it okay if i talk about it next week i'm like yeah because i haven't got my hands on it uh the new apex update yet either um so we'll, we can probably get into some of those finer details but they did nerf my yeah. my boy pathy they nerfed path mm-hmm. pathfinder oh yeah. and buff mirage and, and changed yeah. a few different ones so yeah yeah uh Padre. coming up in the world oh. <laughs> right because yeah you are a mirage player you alternate between octane and mirage yes but now loba is probably gonna be my main oh yeah for a while i've been having a lot of fun with her like and she's dummy thick like <laughs> fucking dummy thick <laughs> like stupid dummy thick <laughs> <laughs> she'll suffocate a man with them thighs yeah like i'm not even gonna lie like she yeah it, it is a cartoon you know it, it is not real but she is dummy thick <laughs> no i'm not lying i know I'm you're not, not lying about this i know you're not um, <laughs> padre thoughts opinions questions uh i haven't got to start playing yet uh i'm actually i i plan on playing some tonight uh, assuming there's not any issues going on with servers and stuff like that uh, i really like I, I like the idea of her ult because i will say this um whenever they first showed her initial trailer 
all I could think was, okay, so Sombra from Overwatch is the new hero on on here with the you know the orphan teleportation abilities, all that stuff. But um, but knowing that that she has the black market thing, because you know Sombra's deal was she's a hacker, and then with her ability to see all the all the high tier loot through the walls and stuff like that, I, I was I was thinking, okay, it's Sombra, but judging from like the stuff i've seen more into the lore of it her attitude doesn't kind of match up at all like so if you were just to put the character side by side not show like powers and such it would be like a completely different thing but uh aside from that i just i I haven't got to really look too much into it yet but i want to play tonight if as long as server issues don't come into play Excellent. Um, I can't think of anything else that we need to talk about in terms of this uh, story here. Uh, uh, if we think time. of anything, we'll just bring it up next week. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with some news and some other things that we can talk about here. Guys, stay right there. It'll be two minutes. And we're back. Thank you guys for letting us take that break. Ooh, look at that look that Green is giving everybody. Holy cow. Who is that, Mama? Like a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so there hasn't been a real ton of news. Nothing, like, super interesting or, like, earth-shattering. Um... One thing I found interesting, though, that I did see is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, got the ESRB labels uh, announced or or released or leaked or whatever, Um, which I found interesting just because it circles back to a thing that we talked about some weeks ago, which was Mm -hmm. the new ESRB labels where it's required um, that companies display on there if there's in-game purchases for the rating. Um, when one of our biggest things was it was kind of toothless, just based like they, that label, anyways, was kind of toothless, just based on the fact that games are a um, they're a fluid medium, and you know, you could release a game without microtransactions or without extra purchases available, but then a month later have those there, and so what's the point of having it on the box if that can change at any point in time and so with cyberpunk getting that rating on it getting the the in-game purchase label uh tagged to it uh we learned actually a few things when a cyberpunk pr person uh came out and kind of clarified why that was there um they said that the the rep basically said that it had to be there because they might be selling dlc later down the line and that any game that might have in-game purchases is going to be required to have that label on there so if there's any if there's any chance that a, a game dev on a game on a project will be selling a dlc or microtransactions at any point in the future they have to have it on there it doesn't matter if it actually happens or if it doesn't or if it, if it does happen or if it doesn't but it has to be there if they if they are thinking about selling dlc or microtransactions down the line it makes me wonder if uh if they do that and a game decides later down the road that that's what they want to do are they just completely restricted from doing it 
That's a great question. I don't know. And it and it's still, I mean, it, it I thought about that too, and I'm still kind of in this mind of okay, great. I mean, you can predict a lot of games that are going to have microtransactions and DLCs. Call of Duty. There's never there's never not going to be a Call of Duty anymore that doesn't sell microtransactions or DLCs. I mean, I think from Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare, they've always sold map packs and stuff. Um, so I don't know. That's one of those things. I'm just like, it, it still feels toothless. It, but this at least adds some clarity that if DLCs are going to be a thing for a game, then people are going to know about it right away. Um, yeah, that's kind of it on that. And the other thing that we learned is that Cyberpunk fans are probably going to get some DLC probably like six months after the game release releases. If I were to throw a guess out, probably be about... They're going to end up getting that... Uh, they're going to get that DLC that allows you to even further customize your genitalia. Yeah, exactly. It's going to give you... You know, it's going to uh, give you all, the, all those purple schlongs and just <laughs> long as hell rib for her pleasure purple schlongs wasn't that from uh the uh saints row games i yeah i know you could get like um a dildo bat yeah you could get like a giant dildo bat in like saints row 4 mm-hmm. and a launcher and a launcher <laughs> That's what the DLC is going to be on this. It's going to be the crossover. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, the fir- the first the base game is only going to allow you to adjust the length. The DLC is going to allow you to adjust the girth. <laughs> Piercings. <laughs> Piercings. Imagine just the power move of because I think it's going to there. It's going to be like so customizable for like rob. I hope there's like robotics and shit like that, but just imagine like the power move that would be someone makes their, the smallest, you know, fucking pinky dong and it's robotic too. It's like you had the option to go fucking monstrous with that thing, but you decided to go tiny and pinky like, (laughs) um, so yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just nice to know. I mean, I don't think people really worry about CDPR being the, the issue here it's the other publishers and developers it's it's the eas it's the ubisofts and and activision blizzards that people are really concerned about pulling a bait and switch um with this label thing i think hopefully that that's enforced and it's just like yeah look if if you even have it in your roadmap in your pre-development roadmap it has to be on the label doesn't matter if it happens. If it's on the pre-development road roadmap, then it's going to be there. If it's that's that's what I'm hoping. That's what my fingers are crossed. Because again, at that point, then what's the point of the label? It's fucking toothless, like we said before. Exactly. Um, it's like that. It's like that that shining light that you're hoping is not a train coming down the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um. Go ahead, Green. You have any thoughts, opinions, questions? Sorry, I thought I heard you like click in there for a second. Mm, no, 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 no thoughts are on this at no, all. It's no, it's pretty straightforward. Like I'm, I'm, 
definitely uh, interested to see how this turns out, how this pans out. We need to know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean these early tests for a, for a label like this are going to be where we see its its effectiveness. Yeah. Its effectiveness, its efficacy. Um legitimacy it's legitimacy yeah exactly and again like another thing that we talked about and i'm kind of very curious to see is you know what are they doing to educate parents on what that meaning is and what on what the terminology is because you know if someone's looking at not that i should say not that i say that uh, parents should buy their kids cyberpunk 2077 but it, you know understanding what that part of the label means is important it's kind of like putting a health warning in a carton of cigarettes and the half the population not understanding what it means. Um, yeah, so next, not that it's, again, not like a super huge story because it happens every fucking year. People act like steam, le steam leaks are a fucking big deal. They're not. They happen literally every year. But the Steam Summer Sale oh dates leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leaked again. <laughs> again. <laughs> it's almost as if data miners are <laughs> searching it out. <laughs> it's like the last five years it's leaked. Like at this point, it's just not a fucking leak. It's just news. Um, so according to sources, I'm going to say this is still allegedly because these are leaks. Um, but according to sources, the Steam Summer Sale will allegedly be happening June 25th and will be ending on July 9th. Um, of course, the Steam Summer Sale, everyone's favorite time of year to waste all the money they fucking can and build up a game library that they're never going to play through. Um, and, and I say this guiltily, I still haven't played like half the fucking games that I picked up. Like I still have not played um, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Sorry, I, I picked it up for like nine bucks like six months after it released and I still haven't finished it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's coming up, which will be very nice for people. Um, yeah, I'm going to spend some money. So one thing I will, I will mention, um, so there's some other information there about a possible loyalty program which I found very interesting. Uh, it would include digital items, Steam badges, and possibly even discounts on games. Um, this is all unverified, of course, so don't get too excited. Don't get too uh, uppity about it. But I do like the idea of a loyalty system as the market diversifies. As more companies and competitors show up uh, with, you know, standing against Steam, um, at a certain point, it's not going to be about what games are available because the the game, you know, obviously content is king, but there's going to be a point in which that's not necessarily everything. And so having some other benefits and in, in rewards for using a platform to buy a game, uh, especially, you know, once we get to the point where like Borderlands 3 is on Steam now, um, so for the people that held out, you know, are we going to get are they going to get rewarded for holding out and buying on Steam as opposed to Epic? Of course, people choose to do that for a variety of reasons because they don't trust Epic um, or they don't like the the almost bait and switch that's happened with 
with games like Metro Exodus and um, Shenmue 3. But, you know, for someone like me, it, it might it might come down to, well, what is one platform over another going to give me? Um, I still prefer Steam because Steam has better uh has better servers and better uh friends listing and stuff like that i mean it's hard to steam makes everything so easy it's it's almost ridiculous when you go to other platforms origin that's <laughs> <laughs> the og too it's yeah the og mac daddy yeah what would you guys like to see in a in a, in a loyalty system and a reward system on on one of these game platforms uh we'll go with you green we'll start with you uh, honestly, I don't know. Like, I maybe some like like it has like a certain set games that have like skins and stuff like that in that game. Uh, you know, like you know, CS:GO has like the the stuff that you can uh you know distribute through Steam. Um, I, I don't know. Other than that, like maybe like a a game that's like super cheap, like after a while like gets thrown in there too where you get that for free after buying so many games i don't know almost like a cashback kind of thing like like you buy enough games on steam you get just like funds added to your steam wallet since that's the thing yeah something like that just nothing major just a you know like 10 cents here and there until it eventually adds up you can get you like a little indie game for free or something yeah and maybe they could get rid of that stupid uh card system you guys know the like the Steam trading card system where you can like tr- like sell trading cards for like pennies. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes along with their skin system. Yeah, we can do without that. Maybe swap things around and yeah, I'd like a cashback system. It's you know, um, I could also see like, uh, because Valve has their own games, um, you know maybe you know, you get a free Valve game every, you know, a retro free retro Valve game um, at a certain point or like with a, as a, you know, if you accrue so many points, um, if you do it like, you know, you get like Half-Life for free and then, you know, you accrue more points and then you get like Left 4 Dead for free and then, you know, accrue more points and then Half-Life 2 and um, Counter-Strike or whatever else. I mean, heck, even if you can exchange like whatever you get in, you're getting out of this loyalty program just for like discounts on things, like not even like necessarily free stuff, but like you know, get you get like a half off deal for a Valve game at, at like at a certain level or something. Just like nothing extravagant, obviously, because you can't really expect that out of many organizations at all these days. But just you know, just something to kind of make you want to buy your games through them. Yeah. Well, looking outside of Valve, because they are outside of Steam, I should say, you know, what about Epic and, you know, GOG and some of these others? I mean, what would you want to see out of some of their loyalty programs if they want to try to come up with them? Uh, Origin gives out some uh, some Apex uh, Apex skins or something like that. That would probably be like your big one for them, if I had to guess. Yeah. And then same with like Battle.net with Overwatch. Like you get like one of those premium skins, like the Overwatch. Like like maybe you get a free Overwatch League skin or something. Because because a lot of the other ones they have like their kind of like what their linchpin benchmark game is. You know, like like Battle.net. It's like you got people playing Modern Warfare and Overwatch. 
through that launcher and that's like about it and origin is the same with like apex is like the big one um steam doesn't really have that so it'd be it'd be different like i figure they would probably be pretty title specific like they would go straight for you know some special stuff for this particular game yeah i could see with epic um maybe like if they do like a royalty pro a loyalty program where um more like how they do their free games uh they maybe add a bonus in for for users who uh spend so much a month you know if they if you spend 60 dollars in the month of june you get this game for free as a bonus um because they already make those deals so i could see it you know they they bundle it together with like another deal it's like you can claim this game and then you can get its sequel for free if you spend more than sixty dollars on on Epic Game Store. That would be that would actually be pretty cool. That would be a good move on their part. But mm-hmm. like judging from the emails and stuff that I get as a part of their support a creator program, it feels like maybe they would give you like a battle pass on Fortnite for free or something. And that's yeah. like that's what you'd get just because it was like almost every email I ever get from Epic is based around Fortnite, even though like I got on that program through Dauntless and have never yeah. played Fortnite on stream. And, but you know, I, it, it's their cash cow, so you can't mm. really blame them for it. So I would, I could see them doing something like that, but I like your idea better. Yeah. I like my idea too. Epic. You guys should hire me. Let me just like really, give this man a job (laughs) epic stop dropping the ball and pick up the danny okay (laughs) pick up the danny even if danny worked for epic i don't think i like i've not spent a single penny in epic game store oh i would revoke my support a creator program access and did like uninstall it if danny started working for him just (laughs) out of spite (laughs) (laughs) oh um yeah, I can't really think of any other reward programs. Like GOG, I can't think of anything um that I could see myself really like going over to GOG for much more than just the fact that I mean their hook is DRM free. So if there's a game that I fucking want that's DRM free, that's kind of where I'm at with it, but No, I can't think of anything specific for for GOG that would be a good loyalty program. Um yeah origin i mean a lot yeah like the free battle pass stuff you know you spend so much and you you get like a free battle pass but that's that's about it any other uh anything else you guys want to mention with this steam summer sale leak and the you know possibility of a loyalty program no i I think uh yeah I i think we throw around some decent ideas yeah and i think if i remember last year epic um did a summer sale like a month later i want to say yeah um so keep an eye out for that uh humble bundle does some 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 summer sales uh as well um yeah that's really about it on that particular topic i think um i did see some stuff i mean in terms of news, we could talk. We could have talked about the Xbox thing, but I think it was just kind of best said by the PR people that it's just we set the expectations wrong and we apologize. 
there's not much else to really say about that <laughs> for once you know a, a corporation's pr people said the right thing uh, into some uh negative negative responses um i have been seeing some stuff for because e3 was canceled due to uh covid19 and the general public health crisis surrounding that, or a lot of the games festivals were, uh, I have seen like Ubisoft and some other companies said that they will be doing an announcement very soon or announcements in, uh, June or July. Um, and I believe I saw one for Sony in June or July. Uh, yeah, so that stuff we'll be looking out for. I know last year uh, we did an E3 extravaganza that obviously can't happen this year um, because there is no E3. So we'll we'll kind of figure that out as we go along. Other we'll that, do something fancy. We'll do something fancy. Um, Next to nothing, summer blowout. Bam, bam. Whoppy. I'll probably talk about some random obscure indie game again. <laughs> you'll, you'll cover all the Devolver Digital stuff. There you go deal um yeah i can't think of anything else that needs to really be said in terms of news anything guys no i think no with everything that's been going on man it kind of makes it it makes it hard to get news you know because there's just like the world has kind of come to a screeching halt it's yeah makes it difficult it's hard times man yeah it's well and you know this is the point in time in which everything gets announced this is when rumors start flying and well things are delayed and you know now everything is kind of scattered in the wind in terms of how um in terms of how uh game devs and publishers you know promote their stuff it's a little hard uh to to kind of gather gather all the ashes i should say that is the corpse of e3 yeah um i will say there was one piece of there were there was a game that was announced that i am so excited for that almost slipped my mind until just now it just like hit and that's uh they they announced the medium which is the new game from bloober team the guys that did layers of fear one and two observer blair witch all those like the ones that got me kind of into indie horror games um yeah, they're they're getting ready to release this this game called The Medium, and it's been like in the works for like five years now. They've had a special team working on this game for a while, and I saw the trailer, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. I am so excited for it, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. It's coming to like the Xbox Series X. It's going to be next gen, and oh, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's my Who big. Hurt you? I lo- you by not playing horror games, Who- Green hurt you lol i don't get it (laughs) um okay so i don't think there's anything else for us to talk about here so we'll wrap things up mr green elite what is coming up on your channel oh i think you know i really do let me play in some apex pretty much all week um that is once yeah wednesday friday and saturday i'll be on uh you can catch me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash mr green elite everything on my socials is mr green elite except for instagram it's ttv mr green elite because i hate people um and i like to make everything so confusing because of real estate people named mr green so uh but yeah other than that it's just it's gonna be all apex all the time 
It's like I, I can't get enough of this dummy thick loba. Lol. Dummy thick. His screen time has been like six hours, but his only play time has been like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been spending the whole time staring at the character select screen. Just... Yeah. Uh Revsven. What's well, coming up on yes. your channel? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Deer Simulator is going to be on my channel on Thursday. Uh, I'm really excited for that because uh, I, I found it like right before we started the show. And I was like, yep, this is this is the one. This is what's going to happen. Um, you can find that over at twitch.tv forward slash RevSpin. Um, and then you can also find me on all social media platforms at RevSpinTV. Um, aside from that, uh, Saturday day i actually i'm i'm going to try to pick up another horror game and i may be playing some more dark deception uh after green plays it for about an hour and a half um because i'm going to get him to play this game somehow i don't know what i have to do but I no! <laughs> but yeah I, i'll probably be playing some of that this weekend it'll uh it'll it'll be a a fun time but the that's really all i have planned right now Excellent, excellent. And all your socials? Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I said they were at uh, Revspin TV oh, everywhere. Sorry, I was, I was getting something prepped. He's um, looking at pictures of Loba. You son of yeah. Oh yeah, dummy thick, dummy thick. Um, yeah. So coming up on my channel, I'll be playing Apex for sure sometime this week. Uh, gonna continue with Fallout Fridays. I don't know if I'm gonna continue with the YouTube thing that I was doing. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, work that for and uh, time that I kind of don't have. Um, so we'll see. I also might need to like actually restart the playthrough because my build is kind of wrong for what I want to do. So we'll see. Um, what do you want to do? I want to be the worst asshole in the fucking Mojave Desert. And uh, Hell yeah. evidently to like be mean in that game, you have to be smart. So. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at with that, unfortunately. Um, I am going to maybe check out a game called The Cycle. It's free on the Epic Game Store. I'm interested in checking and seeing uh, what the, that's all about. Otherwise, yeah, Apex, Fallout and uh that's about it if you guys are interested in linking up with me on social media you can find me on twitter at danny k and on instagram at danny k twitch.tv slash danny k really easy d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e -E is how you spell that and uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for this week so Let's go on ahead and get you guys out of here. We sincerely appreciate all of you for taking the time to watch and listen to uh, the show. You guys are the reason we do this, and we hope each week that we bring you what you ask for. Um, sincerely, if you guys want to let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, reach out to any of us. You know, Hit us up in the DMs or tweet at us um, or join us during the stream uh, and send us messages or whatever else. Um, if you guys missed any part of the show or want to catch up on some older episodes, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. 
If you guys want to help support the show, the best ways to do so is by giving us a like, subscribing, and ringing that bell on YouTube. You guys can drop us a rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. And the absolute top tier way to help support us is by telling your friends. It's free, simple, and helps way more, way more than you guys know. Other than that, guys, we appreciate all of you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I always do that. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay safe and healthy, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we do, give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform.